Internet outrage is poisoning the way we communicate. Everyone's angry, everyone's canceled, and no one's allowed to think for themselves. So we're here to fix that. Welcome to Subtweet This. This. Hey everyone, what's going on? My name is Vanessa and welcome back to another episode of Subtweet This. I am one of your hosts, Vanessa, and we also are joined with, again, Della. Hello. Say hello, Della. Hello. Hello, Della. <laughs> Saul. Say hello, Saul. What up? <laughs> we have a special guest with us today, uh, the one and only uh, Dylan. Hello, Dylan. How are you? Oh, oh, he got the bow yeah. going and everything. Yeah. Is this the show where we actively encourage people to shit talk us afterwards? Is Absolutely. That- yes. Cool. All right. Yes. I'm going to set up a therapy appointment. Yes. So. <laughs> You'll be all right. All right. So we have another great show planned for you today. Today, we wanted to invite Dylan uh, on to subtweet this to talk to us a little bit about, you know, the mental health aspects of all the crazy shit that's going on in the world right now and kind of touch a little bit on cancel culture because that's something that both Dylan and I can relate to. Um, so we're going to we're going to get into that. But before we do, we got to catch up on everybody. So how yeah. is everyone's week? Della, how was your week? I hated it. Yep. I hate it. Every day, <laughs> every day, every day, every day I wake up and I go, I need to come up with a different way to make money. Huh. I'm going to start selling crack or something. I don't know. It's just hard. It's just hard because like you got, I, I work, you work in like a, I don't even work a nine to five. I work at like a 7 a.m. to God knows when. And it's just like, you, I deal with people all day and I deal with grown ass adults who don't care about their well-being. So I got to babysit and it's just, it's just weird, but whatever. Okay. Well, uh, what about you, Saul? How was your week? Uh, it's awesome. Like I said, playing the shit out of Ghost of Tsushima. But also, I don't know. I've been, since I'm kind of like, man, like a strict diet, as you've been knowing, I've been looking at a lot of like cookie startup things on Instagram. So you're torturing yourself. Yeah. So yeah. like, it's kind of like food porn at this point, just with sweet. <laughs> and, but I'm just seeing people do like really good startups with like, just like bakeries and whatnot and there's one called like my cookie dealer and it's literally like there's a guy that's a co-owner who's a bodybuilder fucking giant of a dude and you wouldn't think that you know that would be like co-owner of the of these cookies that are not healthy at all you should look it up so come on. <laughs> and that way they're, they're only on sale on specific days of the week so you have to have your notifications on on instagram because the shit sells out in 15 minutes. That already sounds shady. What? Yeah. Meet me in the back corner. Nah, 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 nah. Does he deliver? Or yeah, is it a storefront? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. can't deliver it. And like, they just have crazy, like sense. they're half pound cookies. They're huge. They're half pound cookies. And they always have crazy flavors. Like, like they're, they're shipping today. So like you have to go on a website, order, because they clean out like really fast. That's really yeah, That's smart. sussy. That's sussy. I think I, it's not because they have such advertisement from like their nah, advertisement nah, nah. is from the people. So that's a, it's not even like their website. They have everyone. So like you see people break open the cookie and like some of them have like half pound. Yeah, it's, it's Cinnamon Toast it's, Crunch. There's a cookie out like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, genius. raspberry, genius. Pop-Tart, and they have crazy flavors and they look great. 
I think that's a scamage and a half because I could sit here and go, yeah, this, this, you know what? This is my last one right here. It sells out fast. And what's you going to do? You people are like, oh, we're going to buy them. You're going to buy it. It's I mean, supply and demand. It it's it a looks, sense it of urgency. Not because it's out. But it's a good marketing <laughs> ploy. As I say, it's marketing. super smart. If the cookies were shit, though, people yeah. would go, yo, this is shit. And so, like, but if you have your friends buying it, if you have your friends buying it and give you good reviews, bro, like, if you look at this story, if you have friends, the story is full of just people reheating and like, because they you can store it in your freezer, reheat it. The the cookies are huge. They're like seriously yeah, like the size of like your hand. Yeah, so. It's the people mostly do it. I mean, that's a lot of friends because they have a different shit. But like, you gotta, you just gotta check it out. I'm just like, I need to, like Della said, need to find another way of making money. And it's like shit that's that simple to make that much money. It's also just going into marketing and, you know, what your niche is. So I've been here kind of like debating myself, like, what the fuck should I do? What can I do? <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's, there's a company who made a jacuzzi for your balls. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. And it is sold out. It is sold out. They have one that's like solid gold and it's like 10K and it's sold out too. You know what that means? Is that just a cup of fucking water? You take your nuts and you know it's like an actual jacuzzi that it's like curved to your nuts and everything too. So you 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 like dip Wait, your you nuts don't want in it. Warmth around that though, like you. I don't know, kills but it's sold. You listen, listen. Everyone has the same balls. Yeah, right. One size doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but you get the but you get the idea, right? Extra so large, please. <laughs> but the thing is, but the thing is, that thing has sold out. Like, who sat there and was like, "I'm gonna make a jacuzzi for your balls." And this is gonna be great. And people, exactly. and somebody, somebody sat there and was like, "This is the stupidest thing I ever heard." And now this guy is sitting there with a fat cash and like, "What's stupid now?" So I think I'm just going with my stupid ideas and yeah. fucking make money. I got a lot of stupid ideas. Yes. I'm not telling you. I'm not gonna say in the podcast so you guys. Yeah, he, it. he's like, y'all, y'all about to steal my shit and x me out. Fuck you. <laughs> Get out of here. Because no one cares about balls that much, so that's why. Why do you think Manscaped does so well too? You don't really see like, and yo, like stuff. their ads attack me, and I, I've considered Manscaped a thousand times, man. Because I'm like, I really do feel their pain. Like that does suck. <laughs> you right? <laughs> they, no, they got I, me on one. Uh, I stick with Dollar Shave Club. All right, so. I think it's time to jump <laughs> yeah, into yeah. the that was a great time. The meat and potatoes. Okay. So I think uh, Vanessa is the best to kick it off because both her and Dylan is a survivor of uh, cancer culture. You, I think you guys experienced it when it was just at its height around Twitter, was, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, almost the exact same days last year in like July. Yeah. Like it's literally like I, I experienced it and then Ash was like, damn, like Ness is going through something. And I was like, yo, what? Like, I, cause I had stayed off Twitter because, eh, you know, and so I was, I was confused when I, I was like, damn, we're both like getting hit by something. I didn't even see anything about what she was going through until like well, a week after or something like that. It was. Yeah. So if you, so Dylan, if you could like, um, yeah, I'm sorry, Ness, but like if Dylan, if you could like start off, if, if we start with Dylan and we jump to Nessa, like start off like, um, what, exactly happened like what caused it that like everybody just went attack and destroy <laughs> yeah and was like just give us a back a backstory of it yeah yeah the the brief overview for me was so i've always been a huge mental health uh, advocate and i've always talked a lot about like my story and and honestly from when i started streaming to like even when cancellation happened, I, I had grown so much as a person just by sharing my story, accepting myself and, and doing that stuff. And the, the reason I always shared my story because I knew I was never a professional was like, I'm trying to be better 
I'm trying to get better. And if I can encourage other people to, you know, be in that same space, then, then, then let's go. You know, what happened for me is last year I was looking for, I was looking to make a bigger impact because I was streaming five days a week. And I was at one point just doing just chatting streams, just like we were looking at like mental health, like articles that were written and looking at research. And we were just talking on stream and just like, like the numbers were getting large. And, and I was like, I don't have enough time to like keep this up. So originally I was like, maybe we do like a mental health support group, like, like an AA meeting thing, like where people like can meet in a discord chat, hang out, just talk, support each other, encourage each other, blah, blah, blah. And, um, I was like, that might be a neat idea. Like, that's kind of cool that, that gives me more time off stream. But I was like, maybe we make a Patreon for it. Hindsight. I can see how that's not a smart idea now, but at the time, a lot of people are like, don't fucking do that. That's a bad idea. It looks like therapy, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ah, I could see that. So we're not going to do it. So we backed off of that. Uh, it wasn't as simple as the world was like, hey, don't do that. People were like, you're a shitty person. <laughs> so that was like wave one. And I was like, cool. Thanks for the feedback. <laughs> Later, I was, I, I was still wanting to pursue this idea of doing more. Like just having passive conversations for me just didn't feel like it was enough for people that were struggling or something like that. But I was like, maybe I don't do mental health. I was like, maybe I just do like life coaching and dip my toe into what life coaching is, which is new. And life coaching is pretty like unregulated in the US, like across the different states. But life coaching focuses on like, what are our future goals? What can we do? How can I encourage you and hold you accountable for what you're trying to achieve? Not diagnosing your past or helping you through, you know, your disorders or anything like that. Well, streamer Twitter was uh, unaware of that, um, uh, of those nuanced differences. So I, I started writing an ebook that nobody knows exists and it's, it's out, but I wrote an ebook about my experiences with mental illness. I have borderline personality disorder um, and generalized anxiety disorder. So those are two fairly like misunderstood disorders and they're not common. They're not in like the zeitgeist of like, you know, cause you see on Twitter, like all the, you see a lot of people like I have depression or I have anxiety. But like when you say borderline personality, people like, they yeah. like crane their neck. They're like, what the, <laughs> you know, they're like, you're one of the crazy ones. Right. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, uh, I was talking to somebody in stream and this was, uh, yeah, like June, July of last year. I was talking to somebody because we were still having conversations in the stream and I was uh, writing this ebook, but somebody was like, hey, like I'm having a hard time getting out of bed, like feeling motivated. Like my depression just like keeps me down, you know? And I was like, I was talking to him and I, I remember this conversation so vividly. I said like, I, dude, I get it. You don't get to choose your disorders or what you struggle with. Like that is not a, a choice that you get to make in your life. But uh, we we do and we can choose our actions. And there's a lot of like science that goes into making snap decisions and trying to motivate ourselves. And I was like, if you aren't like making contingencies for when you're depressed, right? Like when you're low energy, if you're not going, oh, like I'm at least going to go get a shower, at least going to make the bed. Like and you kind of just sit there in it. You're not helping yourself, right. you know, doing bare minimum is important, you know. Well, somebody was in my stream watching me course as they of do <laughs> silently from the shadows lurking yeah lurkin. and um they decided to at that exact point in time start tweeting out an out of context version of literally what i said to this person the tweet said that i was telling people to stop choosing depression to stop choosing their mental health or, or to like stop indulging in it 
basically like painting me as like a pseudo therapist. Like I was out there giving like crazy advice. Um, at one point when I was talking to somebody else in chat, I was like, I want to tell you guys more about this experience, but like check it out in my ebook, uh, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge when that comes out in a few weeks. And, and so it was this, it was this thread and he was like, he's pointing people towards this ebook to get help. And he's telling people that they choose their depression, they choose their mental illness. And, and it was just this long subtweet thread. You know how, okay. Uh, in a painting, right. If you have a painting, say you you paint everything the background if you will yeah. but you don't you don't paint the subject right you can still generally once you get the background painted see what the subject is it's a fucking it's an apple it's an orange it's a watermelon you know what i mean like once everything else is done the negative space where the subject would be you're like i know what that is that's what this tweet was like right it was so indicative of like it didn't specifically call me out but the verbiage was so clearly me that it was like all right fuck you dude like come on like what do you yeah so so this tweet got big it was i think like at least like 10 close to like i don't know i don't want to say 10 that sounds like a lot it was a lot of like retweets there were tons of comments about like yeah fuck that guy that guy's doing terrible shit like condemnation of my character whether they knew me or not I started getting uh, DMs from people and, and I made the mistake. I checked Twitter while I was live and I was scrolling and I saw the tweet while I was live. <gasps> and it was, you've had that gut sink moment where your heart falls into your asshole kind of right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just like, how could so much be like out of context and wrong about me and my character? So that, that was the start of it. I started getting DMs, people saying like, you're a sick person, you're going to get people killed. Like you're, you talking about this is going to get somebody to end their life. Like, so what this is, this is what I find funny now. Now, correct me if I'm wrong or fucking cancel me if you want. (laughs) So many people on Twitter, well, not just Twitter stream now like to sit there and kind of give life advice to diagnose people with depression now. And everybody's a doctor now and on stream. When it, when it caters to them, right? And it seems like now everybody has tips and tricks on how to deal with X, Y, and Z, I feel. But you were just trying to just share your experiences and just help as best as you can. But somebody, I guess, must have felt like you were dipping in in something they were doing. And so they decided to take everything you said out of context and probably paint it as this guy is trying to help people and take money from them when he's not an actual psychiatrist and all that stuff. Get me, if I'm, am I wrong? Is that what's going so, on? So uh, this particular individual does have some sort of like mental health degree of some sort. Okay. Um, but after the, like the life coaching and all the other stuff, I put everything else to bed. Like I was like, I'm not charging anything for any of this stuff. You know, we're just going to keep streaming and doing what we're going to do. I don't know the motivation. I couldn't tell you. And this is the problem I see with this type of cancellation. This is a particular type of individual who has a degree in some sort of mental health field, Mm -hmm. but can't see beyond like the confines of how their behaviors affect others drastically. Right. Was the mental health degree like a real thing or is this something he said he has? I, well, I mean, I haven't seen Because I can say, I, you know, I haven't like receipts. Like I haven't, you know, I, I can say yeah. I'm an astrophysics. I can say I'm <laughs> astrophysics. Yeah. And anything you say about space is wrong because I'm an astrophysics and you can't tell me different. Is yeah. that and, why people caught, like hopped on so quick to believe this person? Because of, I think like, it sounds they, like it, they did their degree. So it's just like, 
No one wanted any kind of, no one wanted any clarification from you. They automatically just hopped on that tweet and was just like, oh yeah, fuck this guy. Instead of like, yeah. he doesn't do anything live that has anything to do with mental illness. So it's such a passive role in his life. Like the degree, right? Like it's not something that's like taken a front seat, but I'm sure it's something that's like been mentioned enough to like garner some sort of like, you know, favor credibility behind like the opinions that he holds, I'm sure. And, and I mean, really, when you paint, like, such a disgusting picture of a person, right, like, the internet just kind of eats that shit up. And they're going to find, like, they're going to find it. Even, this is the thing about subsweets. It's, like, people hide behind that, the technicality of, well, I didn't mention their name. But, like, yeah. we know. But they DM'd me, and I did that shit out there, you know. Like, it's, yeah. it's not hard. But the thing also that gets me is this person supposed with a, a, a mental health degree of some sort, like, what was stopping this person from DMing you privately and saying, hey, man, I didn't really, I don't believe that's okay. Instead of putting you on blast to thousands of other people, surely you can see the irony in that. Yeah. The fucked it was up the clout. Yeah. <laughs> it's the clout. <laughs> it's the clout. Like, watch me bring down this streamer yeah. who's probably bigger than me and watch me succeed. Yeah. Watch me succeed. And you know what happened? Because at, at, I think after that, that's when you had the spiral right? Yeah. Yeah. I quit. I quit everything, man. Like, yeah, he, I was canceled. I was done. Like I want, I wanted to cancel my life. Like I wanted fucking out. Like I was, I didn't know. So this person to, to say like, I don't hate this person because to hate them, I, I would have to be them and I'm better than that. But this person was my friend. This person I was very close with uh, we were, we literally hugged at like several events. We talked about our own mental disorders. Like the last DMs we sent before this blow up was, Hey bro, I love you. I love you too. Like I got your back. Wait, so that was your, it was, it was the it person was like who a, canceled you was mm -hmm. your friend. You're somebody mm -hmm. close to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like assumably close, right? Like close on internet standards is never the same. It'd be your like, own man's. Close. It'd yeah. be your own man's. Yeah. 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 The, like it, it's it's the it's the best man at the wedding sleeping with the soon to be bride. You know what I'm saying? Like, it that was, like, is it was one of those crazy. Things. That's that's nuts. That's so. Right, that's a I mean, fucking that's, twist right there. That's what happened to me too. Actually, when I'm thinking about it, the people that spearheaded my cancellation were people that were active in my channel, have been subscribers of my channel for a long time, been in my community, and I think that I don't know about you, Dylan, but part of my problem with like getting over this whole cancel culture experience is that fact where I feel like I can't trust anybody. Just everybody at the drop of a, of a hat could be against me, you know? Who the fuck do I trust? And for how long? It's not even, can I trust them now? It's, can I trust them tomorrow, in yes. 10 days, in yes. two years? We talked about PAX East earlier. Like, you know, I got to meet you at PAX East and like we exchanged pleasantries for 35 seconds. There, the, I hung out with a lot of people at PAX East um, immediately after that and uh, became friends with them. Like we were acquaintances became friends they were broadcasters all that stuff when this stuff blew up four months later literally four months like that's the span of time from pax east to the cancellation was four months this person immediately blocked they blocked me and there wasn't a there wasn't a yo i hung out with him that doesn't seem right Right. There wasn't a, there wasn't a, like a, man, that can't be true. Let me, let me hit him up and ask him. We had each other's cell phone numbers. So they, they put my ass on block and like, I was like, so I text them. I was like, really? Yeah. You gonna do that right now? Like, we gonna do that right now? And they were like, 
all of your actions leading up to this moment have just shown me who you really are. And I said, what actions? Were you there? Actions. Were you there? Yeah. (laughs) So like, had this person ever come to you prior to that with like, hey, I don't like this. I don't like this. Or are they just like crunching everything together in a ball and saying you've been a fuck up and you just, this was a surprise to you. You nailed it. That's, that's the issue is, is people, they are passive viewers. And so they look at something and, and, but they don't, here's the thing. They don't see all sides of it. They just see a side of it. So they'll just, they'll see things, they'll see things, they'll see things and they let it build up. And then they're just like, that guy sucks. That person sucks. What happens is they, they keep hearing the stories just from like a Twitter perspective and they don't have a deep discussion of like, how did you get there? How did you get to that conclusion? What drove you to this moment where you like said this or did this? Is that even how it went down? And so they start to spin a narrative based on just like the very, very, very curated experience they're seeing and the people that are in their circles. They'd rather speak to their friends and their friends go, yeah, yeah, maybe it's this. And they go, yeah, yeah, maybe it's that. And they start to like confirm this bias in their head. And then they're just like, done, bye. They never talk to the person in question. We're in a culture where people would rather talk about than to. And that's exactly what happened. This is literally like, I feel, I don't know, back in junior high, I literally remember playing a game of telephone. And I remember (laughs) the whole premise of telephone. You sit in a circle, somebody starts the game off by whispering something into someone's ear, and then it goes down the circle. And by the the time you get to the end of the circle, you're going to hear a different story from what was originally said. So it's just like, I still remember that. And I'm so confused at how people go online and they all of a sudden forget all of these things about like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Just like, God, they're a terrible person. Like, Mm -hmm. with what proof? I don't get it. It's so weird that like we're doing that. And it's and and you see with a lot of streamers now, like everybody is so afraid and they don't know who to trust because the thing is, for example, Dylan, what happened with you, you know, these people were your friends. These were your friends. And then the minute one person said X about you, they everybody was just like, Yeah, he's a scumbag. Instead of just going straight to the source saying, like, hey, bro, is this true? Yes or no? I want to hear your side. Yeah. They they go, no. I've been brought into multiple situations where I hear from two sides. And right. at the end of the day, I'm just like, I'm just going to go with whatever my gut. I know one streamer I'm I'm close with, I've heard one of the conventions, everybody was saying all these horrible things about them. And I'm just like, that's not true. That can't be true. Like, let me go talk to this person. Let me go talk because, and I straight up was like, this is what I've heard. Is this true? And I heard their side. I'm like, okay, it's just who has more to gain, who has more to lose. That's what it seemed to happen. Because when everything started going around about this person, everybody who was like, oh, I, I love you. You're, you're the best. Oh, help me out. And, you know, he did everything for, they just was like, oh, I'm going to agree with this person because you know why? It just flip-flops. And yep. it, it's just crazy. Was with Nessa, with, with your story, was it kind of the same thing? And, you know, it was literally the same thing. Like I, you know, everybody's heard my story about it. We talked about it in episode one of this podcast. Was but it episode zero? Good call. It was episode zero. Episode zero. Episode zero. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but like just to give you a recap, you know, I uh, I'm very vocal with things I see, uh, you know, and I've learned that Twitter isn't the best place to express my opinions because nobody wants to have a fucking conversation. We know this. Nah. No. This doesn't happen. <laughs> So, uh, you know, my situation, uh, Little Mermaid movie was coming out or or they announced that the lead actress uh, playing Ariel was going to be black. This whole concept of like race bending characters. Tokenizing. Tokenizing tokenizing characters. 
just for the sake of saying, hey, look, we're giving black people our scraps. She's black now. We care. You know, I was one of those people that I was I was looking at it from the perspective of just like people asking, why is Ariel being turned white? I'm mean, being turned black. You know, and I keep seeing, you know, people from uh, the black community just calling everybody racist if you had any type of reservations about Ariel being black. And I'm like, well, hold on. We can't just throw the race card around. That's not how this works. Because if there's an actual racist living near me, I'd like to know about it. Not yeah. this random person <laughs> online that's talking about a fictional fish. So anyways, yeah. uh, a lot of people from my community did not like that I had uh, that to say. And I guess they had been similar to what you were talking about, Dylan, just kind of building an inventory of, of things that I have been saying about Black people. And uh, they were waiting for that. I think that was like the, the nail in the coffin for them to say, ha, she's anti-Black. I can prove it. Gotcha. Look, gotcha, bitch. Look at all these yeah. things I've been talking about. And that was one of the things, like this happened, like I said, last year. Uh, and I, I literally go through these moments where I'm like, all right, I'm good. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, this really does suck still, you know? Mm-hmm. I've gone through therapy. I've d- taken depression meds. I've stopped streaming altogether mm-hmm. for a while, taking long breaks off. I'm literally trying every, changing around little aspects of my life to see if I can get myself back to a better place than to I was before. Were. And I think the big hurdle for me, like I mentioned, is just the fact that I, I am choosing to be in an industry that you cannot trust anybody. And that is the reality. And when I started streaming, I was, I was always making these YouTube tutorials on like how to grow as a streamer. And the one thing I regret is giving off the impression that I am, uh, you know, putting this lifestyle of being a full-time streamer on a pedestal when there are really some terrible things about the streamer culture and cancel culture is one of them. It's like, we don't know how to have a conversation anymore. And even to like your situation, Dylan, I, I can guarantee that you know, what transpired would have happened a completely different way if that person would have just taken the time to DM you privately. It could have completely avoided that. What did they accomplish? They accomplished you being depressed, wanting to commit suicide at one point. And that's all it did. It it, it did nothing. It destroyed you as a human being. It didn't teach you anything. You didn't rehabilitate you or any way. It was just like, I'm angry about this. So I'm going to tweet at this. And that's literally like the situation that I have. And I'm fucking sick of it, to be honest, especially especially now, yeah. right now, during COVID and all the crazy shit happening in the world right now. We we got to like bend the curve of cancel culture, I think. I so. just I just think it's weird that yeah. people's interpretation of things, because no matter what, whenever you say something, everyone's going to really like twist and like try to find what they want to find from what you're saying. And I think what's going on, especially now, mm-hmm. is that people are taking what they're what they interpret from, let's just say you did like a speech or like a little segment on something and whatever they interpreted from it, they tweet it out as if it's a fact instead of their opinion on what you said. So it's just like, oh, you know, like, like Vanessa, when she was just saying, oh, with Ariel, oh, you know, why is, you know, the way that she worded it, I don't know specifically, like Ariel being black, the way that I interpret it is as, all right, they're just tokenizing the character instead of having an original character because we deserve more than that. Taking an historically white character and just painting them black is lazy. And as a black community, we deserve more than that. Other people took from that, oh, you're fucking racist and you're Uncle Tom and you don't think that we should be up there. It's just like they take their interpretation and put up there as fact instead of just the way that they interpreted it. And it's disgusting. It's just like, just because that's your opinion on something, you don't, people put it out there more as like, all right, you have to think the way that I think, instead of saying like, this is my opinion 
of what I thought she took from this. And that was that's a, that's a thing I said that was my opinion, but that yeah. didn't matter because now now we're getting into territory where mm-hmm. only certain opinions can be vocalized. My feelings matter over yeah. your stupid facts and opinions. How dare? <laughs> how dare you? So hey, my question to both you and Nessa, well, Dylan, I, I know how Nessa did it because Nessa told us her, her rise from the ashes to become the great phoenix she is now. Dylan, how did you <laughs> climb out of the, the pit that you were in after all of that? Like, yeah. just going through that, just knowing, like, people you thought were your friends, Prima said, just stabbed you in the back like you were Julius Caesar. And <laughs> yeah. would just wrote you off and you were, like, in the darkest place of your life where you kind of just wanted to off yourself. And I guess the first question is, are you still in the pit? Do you feel uh, better? I don't know. I don't no? feel better. I mean, I, I as a whole, like, yes, but you can't come back from that. Yeah. Like, to continue to exist in the world as if it didn't happen is impossible, right? I still am on block by a lot of people that I literally, like, it hurts me, right. you know? I'm still climbing. I, I don't know that I'll ever get out of it. I don't know if I hit whatever viewer milestone or what like i don't know if that's ever gonna uh, it, it will it will never be enough um because there is that that fear of like well what next right so we talked about this in like the the pre-show but uh you know tr- little uh, trigger warning but um there have been some recent suicides in, in in the twitch like community from broadcasters and my partner uh, and myself have some very strong feelings about how Twitter culture and Twitch culture so negatively impacts somebody's life um, that we got to do more as a people. Like yeah. we, we have to. Uh, when these people ended up passing, Reckful uh, was the first individual. Um, when he passed, I remember so many people talking, here's hotlines, here's this, reach out if you need help. We're here for you. All this, quite frankly, fluffy ass bullshit. When it's like these are the same exact people that will write you off based on someone else's opinion about you. These are the same exact Very people true. that will put you in a fucking fire immediately, right? Like right. I know my industry opportunities are limited now because my reputation was so tarnished by something I didn't even do or say that like i'm still trying to rebuild you know and and i still feel like eyes are on me when i'm on that fucking platform like it starts at at us recognizing that like hotline like i tweeted this out i was like hotlines aren't enough like we only talk about mental health change and reform when somebody passes away which makes my life feel like a token for your engagement right like i've struggled with suicide my whole life if I ended my life today, how many people would come out and say, oh my God, shed a tear. He was so loved. I didn't see it coming, blah, blah, blah. But you didn't give me a fucking second, a fucking moment while I was alive. But my loss would be tragic. It's not that people care about your life. They care about your loss. They, they, it, it's all this like, it's, it's showmanship. Right? And, and I, I came out and said like, we have to do more than performative action. We have to stop like pretending to care and actually care and, and realize that the way we simply speak to or about other people can be like, it leads down to this road. Like so many people told me that I was sick for speaking openly about my experiences with mental health, but the truly sick and disgusting thing is to live in your own 
your own world where you think the way you behave on the internet doesn't affect people. And this goes back to my cancellation of, of this person being like, I have a mental health degree and I'm just going to call out this bad behavior. And it's like, no, like you don't, you don't get to be like, I have a degree and then like not fucking use it. You know right. what I mean? Like if you have a degree, if you went through this training, if you went through this common sense textbook, you did your tests, whatever, then you would know that the way that you behaved in that circumstance nearly killed me. So we have to be willing to admit first that the way we behave on the internet can kill people. Every interaction we have can, whether we know it or not. Like just saying like somebody tweeting something crazy and you'd be like, hey man, love you. Done. Like that could be life or death. We don't know. We don't know. And, and we live in a world where there's a lot of like, oh, people are too sensitive snowflakes, SJW. But it's like there are distinct mental health cogs at work that we don't see and we don't and we don't pretend to even see them we don't consider that another circumstance could be entirely different than our own i struggle with very deep uh, abandonment issues because of how i was raised so my entire life it's it's part of bpd uh i'm not gonna go into all of it but but because of how i was raised i am constantly afraid of upsetting or hurting or scaring people away and so when all this cancel stuff went down therapy, baby. And my disorder BPD, if you Google it has been labeled as the, uh, as a manipulative disorder. Yeah. So what, what I do, so I'm so afraid of abandonment, but I have no like self-esteem, right? So like little mini course in like my life, I have a whole whiteboard with all my symptoms on it because I needed it for a long time. But basically I, I feel guilty for existing. Like I don't feel like I'm good enough for anybody or anything, right? So what I do, especially in relationships or friendships is if I don't feel like I'm good enough for somebody, I'll, I'll kind of test them. So I push them away, cold shoulder, maybe I'll pick an argument. And if they come back and they push back against me and my really messed up brain, my brain goes, ah, they care about you because they're fighting kind of to stay in this friendship, relationship, whatever. Uh, they're, they're asking you what's wrong, whatever. There's that component of it. But then you feel like I feel an extreme guilt for that being not even a logical thought I have, but it, a complete, it's just, it's just what happened happened right. because I'm, I'm recovering. Right. And, and this all stems from like childhood trauma. This is literally what children do when they're not being like given enough attention. That's why like kids that are called attention seekers and all that stuff, because they're like, they're not getting enough like emotional enrichment and stuff like that. So, so that that's BPD to like some sort of to a T, right. Is somebody who struggles with like abandonment really freaking hard. So in my life, when I used to, when I was undiagnosed, I didn't know what was going on with me. I would cold shoulder people or if I wasn't feeling good enough or really low one day I would push people away I would pick fights with people and and so people thought I was a gaslighter a manipulator but the difference between like gaslighting and manipulation and those things I think a lot of the times is most of that is like logical like somebody goes like I know how to get what I want I'm gonna manipulate them I'm gonna mm -hmm. but with somebody with mental disorder it's not quite so calculated and things like that so and, and this all ties back to all of it because I'm saying like we see people's behaviors and we see a tweet or we see a thing and we, we don't think how they got there. We just go like that person sucks. Like right. we see a thing and their whole character gets mapped out from that whole thing. And like, that's the issue in a, in a nutshell. Yeah. And, and so to answer the question, I'm still in the pit. I'm still in therapy. I'm still, I'll never be out. 
So what, what things are you doing right now to kind of like at least help you get back to a better spot? Um, I don't know. I mean, so like I'm in, I'm in therapy. Like I said, I have this huge ass whiteboard. Like I'll, let me grab it. Here. This isn't as like much as it used to be, but I had like all like my symptoms, like my trigger, like the cycle I go through, like my do's and don'ts. Like I had all this shit written out on the whiteboard. And like, that was literally so that like in the middle of my day, if I started regressing into these symptoms, I would like go to my whiteboard. And I would like text my, my therapist and, and that stuff's gotten easier. Aside from that, I'm, I'm learning to let go. That's, that's been the hardest thing. Trying to not say people have fucked me. And so everyone will do that. You know what I mean? We learn as children that if we touch a hot stove, we go, fuck, that stove is hot. Like, I can't. Don't yeah. touch those. All right. And, and so I'm, I'm trying not to regress into being a child and saying a friendships end in pain. So just don't have friends. Right. Um, so like trying to undo this thinking that is like purely black or white of like all people are bad or all people are good. And, um, th therapy has been honestly one of them. Music has been the second one that has been huge for me. Um, even though there's so much fear in writing music. Hey, I want to talk about that. You're a musician. We didn't even touch um, on that. Yeah. 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 I didn't know that. Yeah. No, so, I didn't know that either. <laughs> see, now, you know, so you're a musician and a lot of the, at least the songs that I've listened to have like, you know, they, they kind of tackle the mental health aspects of it. Tell us about that. How did you even get into music? Uh, I thought I was done with Twitch last year. Oh. Well, after the cancellation, I was like, I can't come back to this. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't face these people. I can't, I don't know who the fuck likes me and who doesn't. And I, I just can't do it. And so I just, bought a MIDI keyboard and sat down in FL studio and was like, this is my life now. <laughs> You're good at it. I should keep up with it. Even I appreciate it. Not to, not to do it like full time or whatever. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause that's kind of like what I'm doing. I just like pick up new hobbies and every, every time somebody comes to my channel, like I got a moving yeah, chat activated robot. I got all this shit and they're just yeah. like, what the hell is happening with your branding? It's like, I look for little projects to preoccupy my brain because mm -hmm. I'm too busy focused on like, thinking what if this happens again mm -hmm. yeah because like you want you want to be able to like make the quick shift like all right i'm out fuck it exactly. <laughs> like, i have this other thing i'm doing i don't need to be here yeah that's that's what it was uh, so i have a lot of, i'll tell you i just to like talk about like black culture for a second uh i i was scared to do rap music or like hip-hop like as as just like a white person like, uh -huh. like after seeing like the way that you were canceled and stuff i was i was a little nervous because i know there's also like a lot of like mixed opinions about i grew up listening to tech nine eminem kendrick cole like logic you know as i got older and everybody's always told me ah they make rap for white people so i i, I was always like yeah like the I don't like saying it this way. I like them because they're like, the lyricism is important. Message is yeah. important. Like Kendrick is like, you know, Cole. And, but like, I've always been told like, that's white people rap. And I was like, okay. Uh, so, um, so I have like, I, and you know, like people like Post Malone coming into like hip hop and things like that. They, I, I get some of attention, right? And things like that. But so I was really scared to like come into like rap music. One of my favorite artists that talks about like th that inspired me to get in what, into what I got into is uh, NF, and I don't know if anybody really knows who NF is. I do not. NF. Uh, yeah, just NF. He's a rapper that primarily just talks about mental health. He's a white rapper. 
I don't know. I don't know, I, I don't know if that matters. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I feel like I feel weird like saying that. Like you have to say white rapper, it's, black it's, rapper. Uh, but that some people find that that oh. Well, it's it, it's a turn off or it's a or it's a you know for some people it's an on thing but i got into because i started listening to his music and his music talks a lot about like his ocd and things like that but it's still so like lyrically proficient and it actually fucking sounds nice and so i was like you know what i've written poetry my whole life i write well i think I, i've wanted to do this for a long time but it was just like streaming right when i started streaming i was like oh I'll, I'll ne- nothing will ever come of it right like i'm just gonna do it and whatever and i was like I made partner, like I made things happen in my life with streaming. I can make stuff happen with music. Uh, so I put out, yeah, I put out my first song, Confessional. Uh, I recorded at a friend's studio in Austin. St- I say studio, this is a spare bedroom. Uh, <laughs> with lots of soundproofing and like a MacBook up on the, you know what I'm saying? It was, uh, but I made the beat for that. I made the beat for all my songs. I know nothing about like music production so like chord progressions and like counter chords and like I learned like while I was canceled, I took a vacation, if you will, and just studied six months of music theory. But I, I wrote Confessional, and Confessional was a song that has no chorus. It has like no hook to it. It was just a string of words. It was it was it was like one like emotional sandwich to another, talking about like my my experience on life. The first line ever was actually like inspired by mac miller a little bit but it it, you know the first line is i'm always saying sorry every day just for my headspace and that just stemmed immediately from my mental health experience of like i i feel sorry to like exist you know sometimes a lot of times i'm developing uh i have an ep that'll be out soon it was supposed to be out two months ago but the fear of internet and i know and and the thing like when you put out a product because i'm gonna sell it i am gonna sell it because but a third of the proceeds are going to a mental health charity. So like, Good. that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but the thing about it is like, when you put out a product, you aren't a person anymore. I, I got into this thing. I was, I, I, I started doing this thing that like J Cole did with Nas. He started like putting Nas's lyrics up on as well when he was young and stuff. I kind of started doing this thing where I was like looking at lyrics I loved and I was putting them up and I was like, but I, that made me go through like forums where people were like fucking mean, man. Like, when Chance the Rapper came out with like Cocoa Butter Kisses and all that stuff, like people were like, man, this guy is fucking trash. The worst thing to happen to rap music, like he should burn. I remember reading that and I was like, do I want to put this out? Like, fuck. <laughs> like, I don't, I, mm. uh, like, terrible. Yeah. I was like, but now, I mean, now like Chance is like, I've, I've, I've always, I've always fucked with Chance, but I feel like that drives a lot of rappers too. Cause if you look at like some of the new rappers coming out, like example, Lil Dicky. Lil Dicky is just <laughs> yeah. a funny rapper. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure everybody's like, you're not going to go anywhere. You're a little Jewish white boy from the suburbs. You ain't going to yeah. go nowhere. A He's th- a great lyricist. Though. I have a He's theory a about that. I don't think people are going to dog on uh, Little Dicky as much as like other people because he has, he has the sign-off from Snoop. So, That's true. But before then, I'm pretty yeah. sure everybody was putting him down. If you look at Young Gravy, Baby No Money, uh, <laughs> Oliver Tree, yeah. they are great lyric lyricists. And yeah. I'm pretty sure everybody said the same thing. Like white boy rap ah. is no more. Eminem yeah. is done. There's no and more. So they get white that sign off by another credible yeah. black rapper. Isn't that weird? That's, it's fucking that, weird. To, like odd. survive in hip hop, you have to have the. I feel uncomfortable saying this. You got to get the black check mark, you right? The, yes. That's, that's a thing. You got to be black yeah. to rap, and you got to rap about one of these three things. And if you de- if you derive from these three things, you're not a good rapper. Yeah, but Post Malone <laughs> didn't get like a credible. 
kind of sign off. But look he? at Post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when his shit came out, like Ty Dolla Sign like tweeted his shit out and was like, "Yo, this is fire." It was uh, White Iverson came out. And yeah, Ty, White Iverson. Ty, yeah, yeah, Ty. I think it's Ty Dolla Sign. He was like, "Yo, this is fucking crazy." Like, <laughs> look at yeah. Action Bronson and all that stuff. Dude, Action Bronson's fucking underrated. I don't care. But anyway. And now look at him now. He has his own. He has his own show on Vice where he just goes around and eats food. Eat like food. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's the life right there. Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, if you're rapping, keep fucking going. Don't be scared because yeah. you're going to have haters. And those haters are going to sit there and go, look at this trash ass music. Get it going. <laughs> yeah. Get yeah. it going. And then somebody's like, yo, this shit is actually good. Hold on. Did yeah. you see this? And it's going to just spread like wildfire. So, it's bro. It's going to filter out if, the... Dumbasses, yeah. like, oh, dude, I, yeah. let us hear it, let us get it. We'll buy this mixtape. It's not like, yeah, you know. I, well, I don't have anything unreleased yet, but yeah, I, music has been because so, like, there's so much to consider when you make music, right? Like, am I writing this for people who love lyrics or who love beats? Uh, am I Am I writing something that's supposed to hit like an emotional chord, right? My partner actually told me one time, I, I read her a bunch of lyrics and she said, that's too complicated. Like it's too smart. Like you have to make it like accessible or people won't cling to it. And so like, I've had so much of a time, it, she she said smart, not calling people who listen, listen to rap dumb, but like yeah. it's too cerebral. Like if people want to cling to the beat and to like a hook and then like they'll figure out the lyrics later kind of thing. It, there's so much... For me where i'm like is this too corny like am, am i gonna be a corny rapper am i gonna like is this too deep like do people like emotional rap like you know so I, i've gone back and forth with like what is substance right and how do i take my experience and disseminate that down to where people can grapple onto it and go like i can make this apply to me this kind of speaks to me right so like i'm writing a song called bluebirds the hook is on twitter people have only heard the hook um it's i think it's good but it's about twitter and it's about internet culture and i could talk about like my cancellation i have four versions of that song and one of them is just like emotional like fucking scalding people that like did me wrong but i'm like that doesn't apply to like a general populace so i have to like maybe make it more about betrayal losing friends feeling like stabbed in the back you know one of my favorite things I'm always going to go back to, though, is Lizzo, ironically, mm. and how Twitter ran her off of Twitter. We all know Lizzo, like whether you agree with her or not, right? Like she's somebody who's like proud of her size, of her color, of being a woman. But there are a lot of people that are like that, like body shame her or say that she's pushing like an unhealthy rhetoric. And she got so much hate at one point, she just got off Twitter for a long ass time. And I was like, people fucking come at you for anything. Like yeah. any, anything. Like, the more I digested that, the more I was like, "Fuck it." I think if you are, I, I wouldn't even go as far as saying if you are a content creator, you're gonna get canceled. I think if you have a Twitter account and you have <laughs> a mouse and fingers to type on a keyboard, you're you gonna got get an canceled. opinion. Yeah, you have an opinion. Nah, canceled. You got a job. They're gonna go after your job. They're too. gonna go after your job. God damn, that's the truth. Yeah. You don't breathe right for Twitter. That's what's wrong. Man, th that boy don't breathe right. Yeah. Get his ass. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh... I'm heathen right now. I don't dig this. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't show them that you're breathing. Just... <laughs> I had a friend, uh, an acquaintance. They told me they deleted their Twitter um, after, after Wreckful Pass. Because um, Ash, uh, my partner, name drop. Sorry, she won't mind. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well... She knows I'm here. She's on the couch. Uh... 
she made a tweet that was like, hey, like, I think people should be trained in emergency crisis situations. Like streamers, I think we should all have that availability to be trained in those situations to, to, to try to like mitigate these like extremely like rare but very terrifying circumstances of somebody being on the edge with like suicide or something. And a lot of people were like, that's a terrible take. You shouldn't tell people that they should be prepared. Like, like twisting their narrative, right? Like she went (laughs) under a little mini cancellation for a long time because there were psychologists that were like, this is terrible. Some people can't handle it. And nobody, there was no benefit of the doubt. But I I think that's kind of what I went back to. This, This person came to me and they said like, I deleted my Twitter. Like seeing how people go after anybody they don't agree with. They were like, I don't think I can exist in this space. And I may have fucked my Twitch channel over by not having a Twitter. But I'm so scared of being canceled on there. Like, and if people can't find me, then I can't be canceled, right? Like, I'm done with it. Uh, they that, can still find you. Yeah, they still can. Exactly. Internet has a way. But it broke my fucking heart that somebody, like, literally was like, I'd rather opt out than, than be on this platform because I can't, can't talk about anything. And, and to, like, to my partner's tweet, like, a lot of people wanted her to, to delete it and take it down and all this shit. The one thing I went to bat for her on so many occasions because it's, it's there were only people, like, you know how you only hear from people when they're about to try to shit on you. You know, yeah. what I mean? like, yeah. people you're like, I ain't seen your name in months. Where the fuck you been? Oh, that's right. It's time to shit on me. Um, <laughs> our scheduled time. shitting. Yeah, scheduled shitting. Yeah, <laughs> shit time. <laughs> I love that. On the clock. Yeah, it was it was wild. It was absolutely wild. I I started going after people. Like I was, there were people that were like this is harmful for mental health and all this stuff. And I was just replying, like, the way you speak to people is really harmful for mental health, but we ain't going to talk about that. Like, it just, like, started going after, like, I, I kind of at some point just started saying, like, you know, I've been to the bottom. Like, I don't even care anymore. Like, I, I set up a cot. I set up a tent. Like, I live at the bottom right now. So, like, because on Twitter, like, y- you ever see an opinion? And you're like, I would comment on that, but, like. It's fucking freedom of speech. Last time I checked, <laughs> we live in America where I could say things. And I'm, yeah. if I'm not saying it offensively or trying to attack you, I'm not trying to be some racist asshole. It's okay. Right, right. And it's funny that you mentioned like, you know, the uh, people taking uh, training for you know, looking for warning signs. The thing is, is um, the Red Cross and I believe American Heart Association offers that like mental health training so you could like spot it and help people. And yeah. me being an a instructor for both of them, I, it's something that I do want to pursue because as somebody who ha- deals with it, as somebody who is living with it, has been living with it for freaking years, you know, they say real recognizes real. Like sometimes people with issues could recognize somebody else with issues. I'm like, hey, listen, we can all be honest here. Like us dealing with it, we can give advice, but at the same time, we can't even take our own advice. But we can yeah, sit there and tell oh, somebody, say like, hey, listen, I know what you're going through. Hey, why don't you try this? This this helps me a little bit. Maybe it help you. And you know, it could change somebody's life. But for people to sit there and go, oh, don't do that. You shouldn't be telling people that. People need to know what the fuck is going on in the world. People need to be able to help and see signs because no one can ever see the sign until it's too late. And I don't want to be a sub. I don't want to be a, a hashtag or a reason for you to grow right. on Twitch. God, that's the fucking I'm not going to be that. I'm not going to be your, your stepping stool. If I like was to, tokens. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. not that. Like, don't sit there because the, it's so funny. The minute someone passes away, Everybody, it has something nice to say about them. Oh, they were so great. I, I always support them. But it's fucking bullshit. You didn't even freaking call to see how that person was doing. You never stopped by their stream, their Twitter, their mama's house. I don't care. You never sent them a letter. Stop it. This whole thing where everybody sits there and go, oh, they were so good. Stop it. 
Stop. Yeah. It. Like be about it. Like don't talk about it. Like be yeah. about it. Like me, me, Nessa Saul, I'll shoot a, a text or something. We'll joke around and make poke fun of each other. And that's it. And, you know, we communicate. We communicate. Mm-hmm. I may suck at it, to be honest, but yeah, I suck at it. We all do. I, I, yeah. I suck at it, but it's just how I am. It's just it's just me. And like it's funny because you say trust issues because I can't trust anybody. None of us could trust people. Yeah. Anybody like wants barrier. to be your friend. And the minute somebody's nice to you, it's like, hold up. Wait a minute. What you want from me? Yep. Yeah. How long till shit in time? Yeah. 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 You know, people, somebody in my chat said something that fucking blew my brain out the back of my head because we were talking about this and how people were coming after my part. My, she don't get on Twitter no more. Like she'll post and then she's out. Like she's just tired of like being attacked because of, you know, she has like 20K followers. And so people are like, get that bitch. You know, it, it's somebody said in regards to training, like getting training to like deescalate a situation, not be a therapist because that's different, but being able to deescalate somebody who is like on that edge it's no different than CPR. Like you get, you go, you get certified. You could fuck a person up for doing CPR. You could break their ribs. They could still die. Like all the same risks, but we're always like, yeah, man, go do it. Whatever, whatever, Joe, like you got it, homie. Right. And it could be six years since your last CPR training, but there's no like requirement to get it renewed. Like it's this, it's the same concept, but there's something about mental health where people are like, nah, and I'm convinced that the world is just ready to settle for a status quo where we like fucking, you know, prayers, thoughts and prayers. Sorry, they're gone. That's terrible. Here are crisis hotlines. You know what happens if you call a crisis line? It puts you on hold, right? Hold. hold. You're on hold. Because there's too them. many fucking people calling. How about we do something about the quantity of people calling before they have to call? Exactly. Like, yeah. God. That's the, you know what? That's actually, that reminded me of something too. So like during my cancellation, I have this habit and I'm, I'm, I know that I need to stop doing it. I have this habit of searching myself on Twitter. Do oh, not search yourself do on no. Twitter. It's, it's torture. No. Yeah. Um, so I have that habit of doing that. And like during my cancellation, I, I did it like, uh, you know, like a month or two after the fact where I was like really depressed and Saul knows all about it. Like I was just all fucked up, wasn't streaming or whatever i i had an accident and i and i i don't like saying that i try to commit suicide but like in my head at the time it made sense to me basically i got on a skateboard and went down the hill like really really like it was going really down fast the hill didn't have a helmet on and i was just like that was like my first week on a skateboard so i didn't really know what the fuck i was doing i split my head open er came picked up right mm. so I confined it in someone and I don't know if that someone told somebody else or someone was sitting in my stream or whatever, but I found a thread where they were talking about me and some of the shit that they were saying like, oh, I heard that she's depressed and she tried killing herself. When are we going to stop letting mental health be an excuse for people to have bad takes? I'm like <sighs> that, that was hard. It, it, it's fucking horrible to say. And that, that, that to me is just like, yeah, we can wait for that. You know, the trending hashtag, but I think that some people are just so, unreasonable and are not willing to budge on their perception of of mental health because i feel like a lot of people think that i specifically was intentionally using my mental health issues as like a crutch to say oh no please don't attack me listen i'm very open to criticism and if i do something wrong like i have no issue saying i'm sorry and publicly apologizing yeah. saying like hey you know that's why i have this fucking podcast and that's why i always 
like reach out to people like you, if you don't agree with me i want you on this podcast i want to be able yeah, to yeah let's talk, talk. Yeah, i don't want to hide behind mental health or whatever but mm -hmm. i think that that narrative in itself is is so dangerous and, and and is contributing to like a large number of people that you know unfortunately commit suicide is is, is that type of thinking demonization of like anybody who struggles exactly exactly yeah because you're like because it's the same thing as like when you go up to your parents and you're like hey i don't feel right or i feel depressed and they're like ah you're just looking for attention exactly. like it's the exact same thing really. they, yeah they do they are dismissive even it, yeah that's the internet because they're they're like well you can't no you're not struggling that's true wow you're not i think it stems from the uptick where everyone is saying like i have depression like when you see so many people saying one thing it just comes down to who's really suffering who's really not and like some people use that as a cash grab too and it's fucking disgusting for people to sit there and say i suffer from mental health and blah blah and then all of a sudden people are like here's all this money the next person sees that and go oh wait i have the same thing i need money too mm -hmm. when and i no, you need to actually if you are really suffering from the depression and like you feel like you can't go on try to seek help there are free options out there there are some people make it look like oh all the doctors don't work you can't go to one therapist and think this is going to work yeah. for you yeah. i've been through therapy it took me like six different therapists before i find one that i can sit there and go okay i'm comfortable with this one yeah. and you have to make the effort to to help yourself at the same time a therapist is can be there to help and give you the advice and train your brain to get on the right path right but the thing is, if you go, if after a two hour therapy session, you go out and you sit there and go, well, they told me I should write in a journal. I don't feel like doing it. They told me I should do this. I don't feel like doing it. Like, it's not going to work. It's for nothing. You got to try to like motivate yourself. And I know it's easier said than done, but it can work if you just try. You just, you, it's so, it's, you just got to try sometimes. It's like if you force an addict into like, uh, you know, rehab. Like they're, they don't want to be there. So they're not going to yeah. necessarily get better. But like if somebody's like, I have to like get better, you have yeah. to be open to it. You can't resist it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So we are uh, getting ready to wrap up. So I wanted to touch on one more topic be before, we, yes, yeah. before we go. Uh, so I was curious from your perspective, because you mentioned something about a fertilizer before. I want to talk about out of context. That sounds wild. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> fertilizer. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're planting. What's yeah. going on? So, uh, I feel like I have this feeling and like where I'm, you know, I'm always spending my time online during like COVID and all this shit happening in 2020. I've had this feeling like cancel culture is being a lot heightened lately. And I, and you can feel that too. Right. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. and you, you said that uh, COVID is the perfect fertilizer for uh, cancel culture. Mm -hmm. So my question is like, is there any advice that you can give to a viewer that is like over here sitting like they're talking about cancel culture, cancel culture don't exist. You know, people need <laughs> to be held accountable and everything. What would you yeah. say to that person? Oh, that's a long answer. But there's a lot of people that think cancel culture doesn't exist until it hits them. That's the gospel fucking truth. Um, there's a lot of people that they take accountability and they take what we do against like the Jeffree stars of the world or whatever, the people that are truly exploitative or the the predators, right? We, we take, because we as a people on Twitter have been given power to call out truly vile behavior right and, and in some cases that's great like the the movement on twitch with predators that's great like I, i'm glad that we're using our voices for that stuff but 
we we take that power and apply it to mundane everyday situations and opinions i don't think we consciously do it but because of like covid right what we've talked about people are indoors they're frustrated they're not getting their normal human interaction so what do we do like twitter's already like a dopamine farm right when you get likes and retweets and people talk to you your brain sends out some good chemicals and you start feeling better right so we start to see the things that trend. We are already frustrated. So we tweet our frustrations. We see other people's frustrations getting, you know, trending or whatever. And so a lot of people are just hopping on that. The thing about like cancel culture, and I've heard this argument, this is an argument where people say like cancel culture doesn't exist because people still buy their products anyway, or, or they still listen to them or they still cancel culture. Isn't about like fully, like it's never been about fully, like not supporting, uh, a person like cancel culture has never been about like don't buy from that person or whatever cancel culture is about telling all your friends to not support somebody it's about the individual choose making a choice like that that's what it should be right it, it should be like i'm just not going to support that person like i just i don't support that behavior so i'm gonna like i'm canceling my business my interactions right We've taken cancel culture and we've made it about like publicly tarring and feathering uh, people and beating them <laughs> publicly. And, and you see that with quote tweets. If somebody has a differing opinion, it's a quote tweet, right? If somebody says something and somebody's like, I don't agree with that, it's a quote tweet. It's never, hmm, you know, I can see your point. You, you, I, I'm, I'd be interested to see how you got to this moment. I don't necessarily agree with X, Y, Z. No, it's always, this is a bad take. This is a terrible take, blah, blah, blah. What if this, what if that, like nuance opinions, like cancel culture, it, it's like an anthill, right? Or, or uh, if, if you've seen like World War Z, how all the zombies like fucking climb on each other. It's like, yeah. you know, the wall. That, it starts with like one, right? It, it's, 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 a, it's a collective movement, right? And so accountability, like we should hold people accountable for truly terrible things. Like we should nobody has to answer for like an opinion right that they that they have like no, nobody like i'm not beholden to to you or to you or to you like about my like opinions on things and we have to understand that people form opinions over their lifetime like your entire life experience leading up to the moment that you had that opinion is influenced by something but it's always about being right or wrong on the platform it's never like huh how did you get that opinion? i, I discussion and, and conversation just doesn't happen on the platform. You know, right. it's, it's good vibes only or outrage. I, I would encourage people who don't think cancel culture exists. Look at how you interact and behave with people. Do you, when somebody says something shitty to you, are you quote tweeting it out to your 10 followers or whatever and being like, look at this shitty person. Are you being like a snarky, rude person? Like that's where cancel culture starts. That's where the seed starts. And then it blossoms, right? Cause if you get a larger viewership, a larger, you know, amount of followers on Twitter, 300, 400, 6,000, that one simple idea or act of like quote tweeting something and being a little shitty that blows up. And, and that's the thing is like one person quote tweeting puts it on other people's threads and then right. they start quote tweeting and then they start quote tweeting and you've literally exponentially increased, you, you've increased the amount of people that have eyes on this. Right. And that like, that's what happened with me or with like you even like one person quote tweets it and goes like this is stupid this is shitty like are you like or makes a broad assumption about you and your character and then because twitter is curated because feeds are curated the people that generally would know that person who quote tweeted you and agree with them will hop on and they will quote tweet it and it becomes this mass thing it starts with one 
if you're behaving that way, you're, you're participating in the culture, right? right? You're, whether it blows up or not is not relevant. You can cancel people on like a micro level, these little micro fractures of our society where we, you know, somebody with the anime profile, they say something a little shitty. Like I've, I've taken a lot of training and practice with my therapist to go, like when I see, and nobody owes people anything. And like, I hear that fucking stupid argument all the time. I don't owe you patience or whatever. Fuck you. When people say shitty things to me, I'm not going to give them shitty back. I, I, if you say a shitty thing to me, I'm not going to respond. Or I want to go, Hey man, like it doesn't look like you want a discussion. So I'm going to dip out of this. I hope you have a good day. Much love. Hopefully you grow and, and change because you know, this isn't the way or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, and that seems like holier than now, but like, I'm living by what I wish people would live by. So that's just being about it. I don't know. I, I think if you don't believe in cancel culture, but you're being a shitty person on the internet, you live in a bubble that nobody's going to be able to pop at you. Because like, you don't, that's the thing about Twitter. You don't have to believe anything that you disagree with. Like you don't have to be convinced of anything because you could just block and mute and be like, tra la 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 la. I live in my world. Uh, and and, and uh, man, even in like, like Dead by Daylight is a good example, right? Oh my like, God. <laughs> when, pe- when people are shitty, I'm always just like, you might be frustrated at the game. Hey, I get it. I hope you have a good day, man. Because like, I know when I was little, I lashed out. When I was a teenager, when I was 22, I lashed out. I said shitty things. I was a mean person, whether I meant to be or not. And I know that people that are shitty sometimes are struggling. I know that sometimes people just have bad opinions or bad takes. And just like shoveling shit on shit just makes it smellier. Like I'm not, I don't know. Uh, for me, if you don't believe in cancel culture, like I can't force you to believe, but look at people who've passed away. You know, I mean, there's all those people. I think the people that don't believe in cancel culture, are the people that think that also like if you have mental illness, you're weak. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like probably an overlap there, true. right? I get this. I get this feeling that most people are not going to budge on it until, like you said, it actually happens to them. And like, this is something that I talk about. I I attempted to cancel someone way back in the day, and it was because of Dead by Daylight, where somebody. Wait, wait, wait! You what? Yeah, you don't remember this? I put po- okay. What is so, this? So listen to oh, this. that kid. The kid. I remember. The kid. I remember. The kid. So I was playing Dead by Daylight, and this kid was not happy that I killed him. <laughs> so he sad. You, you said you were tunneling, right? You know, he said I was tunneling and all that stuff, but then he he came to my channel. He was streaming while I was streaming. He came to my channel and was commenting on the fact that I was a girl, I'm a female, that's why I have the viewers that I have. I put no work into my stream. And then he goes, you know what? I could be racist, but I'm not gonna do that. He says this. Thank you for sparing me, your highness. Thank you for sparing me that, yeah. (laughs) You fucking asshole. (laughs) I, I take that clip knowing in my head subconsciously i took that clip and i know if i put this on twitter it's gonna help out my impressions i knew this and i put it on twitter people are gonna agree with me they're gonna say this guy is shitty i'm gonna get clicked and i covered my ass kind of like subtweets i didn't mention the person but Mm -hmm. if you are that angry enough you're gonna go out of your way to find out who that person is with any subtweets with any clips of anything you know you're gonna go to the channel and see who the person was watch back the vod what's the username you know you know that that's what you're gonna do so let's stop pretending that oh i didn't mention their name so you can rid yourself of any accountability right so Mm -hmm. i did that the the video got a shit ton of views lots of interaction was well whatever the guy ended up deleting his profile on twitch and he ended up going to d live later on i learned that he was a kid and that i think it was a a child i thought he got banned he had to be like i think he was like 16 or 17 or something like that i'm like he he was a stupid kid so with that this is what i'm gonna say fuck that kid kid. yeah Uh, because sure because if you're gonna come i i see this 
this is what irks me. You cannot throw the first punch and then when you get hit back, go, oh my God, I'm a kid. I expect that. I'm a child. No, I get Wait, that. Wait, I'm a kid. No. I get that. Yeah. But I, no, if you're a kid, you're going to get these hands. I feel like a lot of kids don't have enough life experiences for that. To, what? You just like, gave him life experience? Lack of, lack of. I gave him life experience. So he's probably not going to do that again. <laughs> but yeah. I also learned that that probably wasn't the best thing to do because I don't know if in his situation he was going through shit right now, maybe he was just angry or, or whatever the case. Parents divorced. Exactly. Like... You know, like I, I saw, and then I saw the thread of like how people were calling him out, calling all these terrible names to that person. And it's it out of control. It, it was out of control. And I felt really bad because I started that just by uploading that clip. I could have just treated it like any other troll on Twitch. Somebody comes in, calls me ugly. I laugh about it. That's the end of the conversation. We go about our day. Right. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. like after that, I thought about it and I was just like, if we're talking, if we're talking about cancel culture specifically and how a lot of people get pushed over to the edge because somebody gave me this analogy the other day and I think it was perfect. Like imagine cancel culture, but in the real life, would you seriously want thousands of people nonstop knocking on your door or going to your place of work and, and like, like trying to get you fired? That would feel so overwhelming. So like take that perspective and use that for the internet because that's literally what it is. You got people going in my DMs, leaving me snarky comments, coming into my chat, calling me all kinds of shit. You know what I mean? Like it, and it doesn't stop because the thing with the internet is like things get archived, but it's always there. The internet never dies. I still got people to this day retweeting shit that I tweeted out two years ago. You know, how'd they find it? I have no idea, but they retweet it. What I'm trying yeah. to say is like, as far as like the cancel culture goes, I think that until it happens to you, you're not going to take it as seriously, but like take it from me. And I, and I think Dylan can attest to this too. Mm -hmm. Like with cancel culture, I felt so low. Like I, I, I didn't feel anything. And that's why I catapulted myself off onto the pavement. Cause I wanted to feel something cause I hadn't mm -hmm. for a while and I have never felt that before prior to this happening and I can thank cancel culture for that, you know? Yeah. And, and if I were to, you know, I, I, I don't want to do this. And let's say if I committed suicide, right? Hy hypothetically, who's to be held accountable for that? If, nobody, if, nobody will. Nobody. If it's this nobody's is a fault. conversation about accountability, someone needs to be held accountable for pushing people over the edge because I feel like we get to this point where it's just like, oh, this person has a blue check mark. This person's a partner Twitch streamer. This person's a celebrity, which means it's free game. That, mm -hmm. That's not how it should You live be. a public life, so you should be publicly... No, like, no, that is, not, that is not right. That's not okay. I agree. The... Difference with accountability and cancel culture is accountability is going, hey, you said this thing, that's kind of messed up. What do you have, like, what do you have to say? And then listening to the other side or, or allowing growth. Like accountability is like, <laughs> if I say I'm showing up at seven and I'm at eight o'clock, all right, hold me accountable, I fucked up. Like, mm -hmm. and then next time, you know what I mean? But like a, the accountability thing goes away when we, don't care about whether the person grows or changes. We care about whether we won, right? right. Like we, we care about like, we did it. Yay. Like they shut down their channel. We were right again. Like it, it's a, accountability kind of requires that like the, you're educating, right? Like you're, or, or you're hoping for change, right? Mm -hmm. Like, but here's the thing is like, if you post something publicly, the amount of change that's going to come from that is so little. Like if I'm at Best Buy and my boss comes and like has a meeting with the whole store and they go, Hey Dylan, 
you've been in, you've been in the store late, like five times this week. You're not doing your job. Like we're really gonna have to like, we're gonna have to fire you dude. If you don't get your shit together in front of the store. Yeah. I'm, I might just like deuce out, man. Like that's not a, like yeah, if you want me to grow and change. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to publicly humiliate me, yeah. not educate me or try to get me to do anything better. And at that point, fuck that whole place. I don't want to show my face there. I don't want to work there. I'm not encouraged to grow. Mm -hmm. I want to recede. And that's, but like some people go, that's kind of, it's not accountability. It's being an asshole. If you post something publicly, you are posting it for engagement. That's it. Like you could say you want people to grow or you want this or you want that, but you want engagement. And that is the core like tenant of social media. I don't know if you're out there and, and you see like something you don't agree with. There are two steps. Is your opinion worth it? Does it matter that much? Right? Like that's step one. We all have voices on social media. Do we always need to use them? Really? No, no. no. All right. Does your opinion, like, is that person going to be like, Oh, this guy said something revolutionary. And like, no, I probably not. Right. Mm -hmm. The second thing is if you want a friend, or another broadcaster or whatever to like change if they're going about something really fucked up, like blasting them. I think this is psychology, but because I might be canceled, I'll say, I think it's psychology, but like arguing with people and blasting them entrenches them in their ideas. If they're a shitty troll, they're just going to double down on being a shitty troll. Very few people come out the other side of that going like, you're right. I repent my sins. Like it doesn't happen. Right. If you have a friend that you, see something problematic with or you think is problematic and you want to hold them accountable talk to them accountability doesn't have to be public rarely should it be mm -hmm. but we have like taught ourselves that it has to be right uh and that's because people are so used to taking down youtube giants and the shane dawson's of the world or whatever that they're that they're so used to like taking down these giants that they can't have conversations with that they just start circumventing the the idea of trying to have a conversation like like if my friend who ugh, i don't know why i call him a friend the person who canceled me if they had came to me in dms and said like hey that was like messed up can i get clarification like you want to talk i'd have been we would had it out we would have talked it would have been cool yeah. like i imagine things would have calmed down but instead because this person felt they had to be at like truly a, a social justice warrior, right? Like tr truly like fitting that label. Like I'm going to show the world how bad this person is. Like the minute you do that, there's no conversation. There's no willingness to learn and grow. I felt bad for existing, right? Like I admit that like the way I went about mental health conversations in the past wasn't great. The things that were said about me weren't true, but people told me like they wish I would have killed myself when I was 17. Cause I, cause wow. I attended, right? Like people told me that I was a sick person. Like when somebody looks at you and goes, you're sick. Like that has like such an implication, right? Right. Because those things snowball so much out of control. So if you want accountability, accountability is held in private. Accountability is respectful. Accountability goes both fucking ways, right? Uh, cancel culture and outrage culture isn't accountability. It's you disagreeing with somebody incredibly loudly and hoping that the rest of your following jumps on it. And because we live in the COVID world, everyone's frustrated. Everyone's pissed off. Everyone wants their dopamine hit from social media because that's all they have is social fucking media right now that everybody dogpiles on because they want to feel like they're part of a collective, part of a group. They want to feel like they're right. And it will never stop. Yeah. I, think. I, I truly believe it, it will never change. I don't think it's going to change until people start 
fighting back. And I think uh, I talked about this the other day. I think that Dave Chappelle is doing a very good job of just Goddamn, yeah. pushing back on it because think about it. We're going to be in a place where now we're, we're saying like, you know, where everything is just offensive and just like, again, I am hoping it gets better. And I hope like, like things like I this, hope, this yeah. podcast and, and having conversations like this is going to help people like change their habits and stuff because no good can come out from us basically reinventing ancient Greek Colosseum shit in the fucking gauntlet, just spearing each other and having a crowd audience like, yeah, cheering each other on. That is Twitter. That is the internet. You got the subtweeter and the person that is being a victim of cancel culture. And then you got everybody else on the internet just watching and cheering them on. And and, and that's literally what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the change is going to have to come from us. And I know that you know, it's probably scary for a lot of people. And like you said, you had one person that deleted Twitter. I had one person stop streaming altogether in my community. It's just like, fuck that. I'm not doing it. And yeah. I think I think we got to start pushing back on it. And um, otherwise, my kids are going to be dealing with this shit. I don't want to fucking deal with it. We shouldn't have to sign up. Like, we shouldn't go like, I think I want to stream. Do Am I emotionally prepared for hundreds of thousands of people potentially to fucking hate me at some point like those shouldn't have to like go hand in hand like uh, yes with being a celebrity people may not agree with you and things like that but like to actively pursue hatred against you and and again just to wrap it all up for me cancel culture like people doing very problematic very exploitative predatory things to some degree they should be held accountable i still think we take things a little bit too far but like every day people are peers, like we have to get ourselves a check. We yeah. got to stop and, and, and because like we spin narratives at this point. We're not pulling like legit receipts of like, look what this person said, look what this person. We're just at this point making assumptions, building opinions and spinning a narrative that we think exists. And that's like so problematic. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So. That's, that's crazy. All right. Well, we are at the end of our podcast. <laughs> Good job. Good job, team. We made it. Ooh. We did it. We, we did, did it, it, boys. We yeah. did it, boys. All right. So uh, we're going to end today's show, of course, with you, Dylan. Tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on basically every social media uh, under Dylan KG. Uh, my Spotify MySpace? is... Oh, God. Don't stop. <laughs> MySpace still a website? Does it yes. still have like a yes. Okay. All right. Don't no, ask why I know. Uh, and then you can find me on Spotify under the name Niche. No, really? I can? Spell that? N-I-E-S-H. What's the story behind the name, by the way? Just really quick. When I was thinking about getting into rapping and music in general, I was trying to think of like a name that was like just a single word, like a descriptive word. And I thought about like well, my genre of hip hop is going to be about my experience, my story. So my niche of music will be about. I like that. I like that. My experience. That's nice. So oh, I just, he got I bars. My man <laughs> got bars. I'm listening to Confessional. He got <laughs> bars, yo. Thank you. Yeah, this shit is hot. All right. Yeah. Yo. Well, Dylan, thank you so much for joining us today. Always. Anytime. We, yeah, we would love to have you back. This is a great conversation. You, yeah. You let me know if you want me to just like sit on the sideline while we talk to somebody else. Like I, this shit's fun as hell. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. That, that sounds good. Very good. good. Very good. All right. Oh. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. All right. Let's go. Uh, let's do a goodbye. So we'll say. You sold me. That's why. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> know that it's your time to say okay. goodbye. Yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend. <laughs> That's it. Yes. All right. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> <laughs>
What about you? <laughs> 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 That's it, All bye. right, bye. <laughs> <laughs>